As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking, uh, Wednesday, 30-ish hours, uh, probably less than that, I'm a public school kid, uh, I won't dive into the math, uh, 30-ish hours before the Browns take on the Broncos on Thursday night football, a much anticipated game, a national spotlight game, and now a eh game, um, an eh season, right, for the Browns, and we'll go over that, I'm Zach Jackson, it's going to be solo. I'm not going to call this an emergency edition of the pod, but the news of the day, Case Keenum starting is not entirely surprising. Um, you know, to, to, to any of us, re- really, real close, not close, um, probably not to the Broncos either. It's just, you know, on the short week, as we mentioned, and if you do listen all the time, we appreciate it. If you read and subscribe, we appreciate that too. But we mentioned just given um, how hectic and crazy the short week is in terms of weekly routine and interview sessions and trying to get things done. We weren't sure there was going to be a pod because there's a certain, you know, window on when you can listen to it anyway. And it'll be Jason and I a couple hours after the game in the early hours of Friday morning going over the pod. But anyway, here we are. So um, as I'm writing, like all these cliches, all the football cliches, they apply here, right? Case Keenum says he's ready for this. He always preps like he's the starter and he's ready to go. The Browns, full cliche, their backs are against the wall. We know that. It's next man up, right? We know that. They're only focused on this week and focused on themselves. Well, they, they got nowhere else to go, and they got to win. Uh, the Broncos beat three awful teams, the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets to start the year. The Broncos are 3-3, three and three, same record as the Browns. Loser of this game is in a bad, bad way. Winner of this game gets a few extra days to heal, which everybody needs, and gets to go forward saying, okay, we survived here. So uh, the line has been dropping. The total has been dropping. We'll see. The Browns have been dropping like flies. Um, you know, obviously, anytime your quarterback is injured, specifically in this league and in these circumstances, that's huge news. But um, he's been playing injured. He played last week without his two starting left tackles, without one of the best running backs in the league, Nick Chubb. They lost one of the other best running backs in the league in Kareem Hunt. They lost one of their bright young defensive stars, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. JOK has a high ankle sprain. He's on IR, so he's out at least three games. 
as well. Um, you got Clowney and Malik Jackson questionable on the defensive line. I believe both are going to play, but Clowney, of course, you know, in, in against the Chargers had the warm up thing. So those guys and Miles Garrett are going to have to be managed uh, all year long. There's just no guy on the roster who makes up for JOK with the speed and the plays. And he hasn't been perfect, but he's been pretty damn good. And on special teams, too. So, um, you know, is Greg Newsom ready to get back in there? Can they cover anybody? I mean, look, guys, um, it's been bad. <laughs> it has high expectations. And, you know, I, I think a lot of them are valid. There are good players on this team or still are. A lot of them are on IR. A lot of them have underperformed. The secondary is not supposed to stink. They're not covering DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Williams, right? Um, offensively, you know, obviously you lose your guys. It, it's Hunt and Chubb that make this offense special and make this team different. We all know that, right? That's that's not an, anything breaking. Um, you lose your tackles. Your quarterback is, is playing with one arm and still taking hits, right? Um, not challenging anybody down the field. I mean – it's just been bad. This is this to me is absolutely the right call. Baker, um, you know, he's admitted to his his pain level being up and obviously dealing with the discomfort and all of that, and that's understandable. Um, you know, we see reports that that with a week to manage the pain and the swelling that that he can come back. He has just not played well. They scare no one down the field. He doesn't see guys. They go for it on fourth down. He gets sacked every time. Um, it's been right in front of our faces the last few weeks. You know, the elite guys that they've played are so much better than Baker Mayfield. The Browns are built to win. Despite that, they haven't gotten it done. Last year, threw from a clean pocket. They clicked. It was great. This year, they're not. The teams are taking away the rollouts. The offensive line isn't as dominant. Uh, the game management has been shaky. They've had two chances to get it done at the end. They haven't. And, and again, he is playing hurt. It has been um, – the circumstances have not been ideal. That game in Minnesota is as bad as an NFL quarterback can play. Last week, you take away the Hail Mary and the drive before that, it was almost as bad. So what's the drop-off to Case Keenum? I don't know. I mean, Case Keenum doesn't have near the arm strength that Baker has, but they haven't been throwing it down the field anyway. Is that because of the injury? Is that for whatever reason? I don't know. I mean, you look at last week, the punter finally got off a couple of punts, and Donovan Peoples-Jones had that breakout game. Those are the only positives from every aspect of the defense to the growing injury list and losing those guys and then having to go back through this week. Now Odell's questionable. Um, Mac Wilson, even further down the list, who would now be in line for more than nine snaps, is questionable. Maybe Malcolm Smith will come back. You know, this, this defensive line has to regroup and play. And it's the same for both teams, but it's all on the line for the Browns. Um, even at three and three, we can all agree whether you want to attack me for my Baker thoughts and it's just the truth. You're, you're allowed to hate the truth. Um, it's, it's disappointing, right? And it really doesn't have anything to do with the record. And as I've been clear, they can win. There's a lot of season left. They can get guys healthy. They can get it going. But what has this team really been good at, specifically consistently good at? They haven't. Does that have a lot to do with not having your guys? Sure. When are you going to have these guys? I don't know. You would love to have Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb back for the Steelers, and maybe you will. And maybe the quarterback will be back, and Jack Conklin will be back. Um, there is still some hope here that Jack Conklin will play against the Broncos. You've, you've probably seen or heard the quote from Von Miller where he says, I don't know who the right tackle is. I'm going to kill him. Um, I don't think he means that literally, but I don't know, right? Um we will see how that goes. I, I just know that during the week they were monitoring Conklin closely and hoping they can get him. Um, 
We'll see. So we, we know where things stand. I have no doubt that Case Keenum will come in and manage the game how he's asked to. He will get the ball in most cases where it's supposed to go. It's just with a lack of a running game. And, and if you're playing without your tackles, he could be put in some really bad spots. So um, feels like the Browns can still win. Right, they're at home. They're desperate. Um, they can come up. They they have more offensive firepower still than the Broncos do. They can come up with a creative game plan. We've seen that. And if they get the lead, um, and if they play a little bit of pass defense, they'll have a chance to put it away. Still, in a game where you're going to have to defend the short pass and punt well, probably can the Browns win that game? I don't know. We'll see. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... I threw out a call out for some questions, some hashtag asking Jackson questions. I'm just going to run through those now here because it's just me on the podcast. And if you're still listening, appreciate it. And we'll see what happens. So um, I'm just going to go kind of in order uh, of the received, or at least they come up on my screen here because I've got two computers in front of me and I'm going to grab my phone And here. A guy named Nick Chubstan, he asks, at what point do the Browns consider the possibility of taking a mulligan on this year? Uh, I know they're built to win now, but Baker clearly needs surgery. Chubb isn't healthy. OBJ is a beat-up shoulder. Hunt JOK out for a while, and they're already two games back in the north. Um, I understand why you're asking that. I would say this, and this underscores my yeah but to my initial (laughs) thoughts. Um, Last year at this time, the Browns were one game ahead in the standings of where they are now, but nothing about their history or their makeup or the way they were were specifically weren't clicking indicated they'd get hot. So they still can't. It's too early to think that. But you lay out the points that have previously been laid out here. The standards are different. The expectations are different. And and the great equalizer in the NFL is the injuries. And if you have 10 starters out or questionable or not fully available, um, you know, realistically, does that list shrink? Well, you'd like to have Hunt and JOK back in a month. You'd like to have Chubb and Landry back in a week. Um, but generally when you start getting beat up, it takes its toll on everybody. So there is some depth at some positions. I mean, I'll just make this point as someone said last night, like everybody gives up touchdown passes in the NFL, right? I mean, I know the Browns only have six of them on the year, but this is what happens in 2021 in the NFL. Um, to lose Mike Williams and DeAndre Hopkins is unacceptable. And it's not like this is a mash unit of DBs. I know they've had a couple of guys in and out. Or, or like the Jaguars practice squad unit that they put out there against the Browns last year on Thanksgiving weekend, right? These guys are first and second round picks. They're super well paid, John Johnson and Denzel Ward, right? Um, Troy Hill's been in the league for seven years. John Johnson's been in the league for five years. 
Grant Delpit comes back. You see the speed. You see the athleticism. He played nine snaps last week. He gets benched. He's not in the right place out there, right? Greg Newsom, first-round pick. Um, Greedy comes and replaces him, second-round pick. Like, the pedigree, the experience, the talent level is supposed to be there, right? They're, they're just not producing. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Question from Alex. If Baker has surgery, odds the Browns trade for a QB. This is this is interesting. Um, I'm going to say right now at 3-ish p.m. on October 20th, I am 96% sure that the Browns are not making any drastic quarterback moves, and that would include Cam Newton. That would include trading for a QB, right? But the plan right now would be, um, you know, roll with Case Keenum and then Nick Mullins is your emergency guy. But when you get into this situation, uh, you don't know. And if something was to happen to Case or if Baker was to have surgery and shut it down, it doesn't really seem like that's the case right now. But, but again, we don't know because, you know, even as of four hours ago, there was um, not official word that he's even going to miss this game, even though it was always trending that way, right? So um, it can change quickly, but right now the odds are strongly not in that favor, and and we'll see. And that kind of goes to the first question, too, of where where are the Browns now, right? You know, realistically, were they Super Bowl contenders? I, I don't know, and, and we're not trying to go back, but – were they pretty good? Was this roster pretty good? Were there lots of reasons to think you could build on 11-5 and five and build on a first-year um, staff and regime and team, you know, going through the experiences they did and thinking big? Sure, sure, right? And and we saw them slug it out with the Chiefs for four quarters in week one, right? We saw them do everything but put the Chargers away. Um, but a lot of that talent is now on the shelf for a long time. And, and again, like there's just major questions with this team. And when it's passing and pass coverage, then it's hard to expect them to beat good teams until you see them do it. We haven't seen them do it. Question from Andrew C. What's the long-term plan at tight end? It's a priority in the Stefanski offense, but they are underachieving significantly based on their salary numbers and their opportunities. The fact that nobody has filled the Jarvis void when they work in similar areas of the field is sad. Yeah, Andrew, the last part. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's a little much. I mean, there are different routes for the tight ends. And the tight ends um, in in this offense, you know, are asked to block first. Their reward for that is they're often open on bootlegs and play actions and things. And and what the Browns do pay Hooper and Njoku, they should make contested catches. Uh, On the first one last week, Hooper drops the ball. Odell is wide open. Wide open. Ball goes to Hooper. He drops the ball. Um, You pay him $11 million a year to be a blocker. Yeah. He's an important part of this offense. That doesn't work. Njoku has the game of his career. You finally think that he's putting it together, right? All this athleticism, all this talent, all this potential. The next game, two targets, one drop, right? It is frustrating. So what's the long-term plan? I don't know. I know Hooper's money for next year is guaranteed. I know Njoku's a free agent. I know Harrison Bryant has shown to be an NFL player, uh, but no more than that, right, through 20-some games into his career. There there aren't enough tight ends to go around in the league. There just aren't, obviously, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, uh, Mark Andrews. There just aren't those guys. So what do you want? Where do you find them? How do you invest in them? You know, I mean, the Browns went and got Demetrius Harris. That didn't work out. He's continued to bounce around the league. Um, Seth the Valve going all the way back to that. It didn't work out. This year, you know, they brought six to camp. Only three of them were NFL players. Those three are on the team. There's not guys in the pipeline. I think you have to spend time in the pipeline trying to develop them. I think you have to get creative. 
um, in taking college wide receivers and college basketball players and trying to long-term develop them into being tight ends, it's hard to do. Um, to answer your question, what's a long-term plan, I don't know. To circle that as one of many disappointments, especially given the importance in this offense, especially given that you know, if you were going to say to anyone here, hey, the Browns are going to be in a little bit of a rough patch six weeks into the season, you would think, okay, well, defensively, they're going to need to figure some things out and they play some really good offenses. But for the offense to be sputtering, and again, I know injuries are a part of it, but man, it's just, it's been bad. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Um, Andy, questions. Will we see a green dot change on D? Andy, it's a valid question, and we have seen it change. We, we did see when Anthony Walker came off the injury, we did see John Johnson wear it for one week because uh, they just weren't sure about Walker's snap count and if he was going to be all the way back. But I, I, I honestly, especially in a short week situation, I can't tell you enough uh, about that, um, who, who's, who's where and who's what. I would say this team has enough experienced guys who have done that and who have played – that really shouldn't be an issue. If it's an issue, it speaks to the overall issues of communication and guys not performing, and it's been bad. Um, any insight into Malik Jackson's comments? You know, I know that Malik Jackson said guys need to understand this is not a nine to five job, th things like that. Um, I was on the outskirts of that interview, I was in a conversation with someone else. I can tell you, I raised my eyebrow and looked over when he said that. I don't know what was, you know, was it malicious? Was he intentionally calling someone out or was he was in a very conversational tone? I don't know. I would say you ask a valid question and I would say these are the things that come to the forefront when guys are underperforming and too many guys are underperforming. So um, will we eventually find stuff out? I don't know. I, I do feel like no one on this team is comfortable. <clears throat> I feel like guys are pressing slash not playing with confidence. Um, what's going on internally, I don't know. We're still kicked out of the locker room. Our access is very limited. Um, when it comes to new guys, especially with John Johnson, Malik Jackson, Anthony Walker, we don't know them outside of you know the 10-minute interview session every week or every other week. We, we just don't. And the third question here, concern the coaching might be over some, overemphasizing tough, not smart, and accountable with Baker and Jedrick. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I would say this, that I don't know what's going on with Jedrick Wills. This is usually a team that plays it conservative, that wouldn't put a guy out there unless he's ready. He left the game three straight times, and then they've had to do the dance without him. So, you know, Stefanski addressed it by saying he got rolled up on again. Maybe it is as simple as that. Um, should they have sat him earlier? I, I think a lot of people think so. I, I don't know the details on that enough to know. Um, again, I would just say these are the things that come up um, – these are little things that every team and every sport encounters all the time. And these are the things that come to the forefront when things aren't going well. And when, you know, one year into this, it looked like the Browns were always just so prepared and so on top of things. Um, so much more discipline and so much smoother run than, than previous editions, but obviously other teams. And now it's kind of like 
you know, what has been going on with these injuries? How hurt have these guys been? Why, why isn't there other answers? I mean, you know, to Baker, the way he presented himself in that press conference, I mean, that's just who he is, right? Um, would any other quarterback do that? I don't, I don't know, but I, um, you know, that's just who he is and, and how he operates. Question from Joshua. The way this season has gone, I honestly don't think there's much drop-off from Baker to Keenum right now. I'm really interested to see if Keenum can find guys that Baker has struggled to find. What is your confidence level? Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, I, I like I said, I think Keenum will play well in terms of distributing the ball where it's supposed to go, uh, play-action fakes, um, throwing it on the outside specifically to Donovan Peoples-Jones. We'll see. It doesn't look like Odell's going to play right now. Um in, you know, with the run game against, I think they're going to need to get something out of the run game. So I expect a creative approach using Felton um, in and out of the slot, in and out of the backfield. I expect, you know, quick screens to Najoku. Um, you do have to drop back and set up and, and launch it a little bit to set up the screens. So we'll see how that goes. Like I said, I, I don't think Case Keenum will be a world beater, but I, I think Case Keenum from a preparation presentation and, and making most of the throws standpoint will be fine. Will he be great? You know, I don't know. Um, we, we will see how it goes. I think both teams are going to operate like 19 points is going to win the game. And we'll just see how that goes. Cause I, that obviously would be um, the opposite of the operation where the Browns have been going for it on fourth down and, and failing. Um, Question for Moivate, with maybe 10 starts left, is there anything Mayfield could do this season would make the Browns willing to give him the contract he wants, or is it now a foregone conclusion? Um, anything being a foregone conclusion in this league is hard to say, especially six weeks in. But, I mean, to think that he's done anything for the contract to even be discussed internally <laughs> um, or, or externally, no, it's no, it's not. Question from Matthew, what are the things to watch to see small signs of improvement in the short week? Well, the – you know, you want to see a good early drive. I mean, first quarter struggles have plagued this team. So you want to see that preparation slash imagination come out, right? I think you want to see the defense get up, um, cut down on the communication issues, get up on receivers and force Teddy Bridgewater to throw it over their heads, right? And I, I just think you want to see a clean operation. If they go down and get three or don't get three because they miss or because, you know, um, they miss a field goal, whatever. You just don't want it. You don't want it to be a wide open drop or a holding penalty that sinks the uh, the drive. So, question from Landon, and then I'll get out of here. Uh, Landon asks, realistically, how can we evaluate Stefanski, AVP, and Woods with the injury attrition and new faces on D? What do you look for from the coaches in the next few weeks while shorthanded at several key positions? I mean, look, I. The injuries are the reality, and again, they're the great equalizer, and they're the thing that can sink more NFL seasons than anything else. But if the coaches are going to be the ones that preach um, next man up and process doesn't change and we teach these guys all the same things and they're expected to do their jobs, then then you don't judge them any differently in that way, right? So, um, you know, sometimes a necessity is, mother, is a mother of invention. Um, you know, sometimes young guys – maybe were more ready or just needed the opportunity. You know, sometimes coaches shine in these situations when you go back and, and take a look at things. So, yeah, I I don't, you know, I, I get what you're asking there. Maybe I already answered it. Maybe I don't have a great answer. Maybe I don't have a great answer to any of this. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, um, agree or not on, on how I view things and, and how they're handling things, something's off. 
And a lot of pressure is on every single guy in that locker room and in that front office tomorrow night and for the next few weeks. So um, you can have a rough start to the season and have a strong finish. And nobody, nobody um, is is officially out of anything at this point, right? So um, we know what's hanging over the future of this organization as it pertains to the quarterback and as it pertains to handling expectations and showing maturity. I mean, the fact that everything goes to Instagram, right, and the whining publicly about the officials, I, I hate that. I think it's a bad look. You go out and win a few games, then it doesn't matter, right? Um, nitpicking things on on people thousands of miles from the stadium wondering who's calling the defenses and and why fourth down calls are being made or stuff like that. Like, that come, goes into when you expect a team to be good or when – you know, simple communication breakdowns and execution breakdowns are happening, and, and the Browns have failed to deliver in the biggest moments. The third down defense stinks. Their fourth down offense obviously stinks. And when you're playing good teams, which you do almost every week in this league, games are going to be decided on third and fourth downs. <laughs> they just are. So, um, you know, the way I feel, and right now, again, I'm going to go finish my This Week in Browns article. I'm going to pick the Browns to win, and I'm going to think that Miles Garrett delivers a superhuman game I'm going to pick the secondary to make an interception that swings the game. And I think, you know, 1917, uh, 20 to 13, something like that, the Browns win. But we'll see. And and you're going to have to handle pressure in this league. You're going to have to win in those two-minute situations and on those third downs. And, you know, I, I don't know um, you exactly what the offense is going to look like without either one of those running backs. You know, I don't know exactly what the offense is going to look like with Case Keenum for four quarters. So, um Big night for Miles. Big pick by one of the starting DBs. Couple Chase McLaughlin field goals and a Donovan Peoples Jones touchdown. Browns 20, Broncos 16. That's my pick. Will I be right? Will everything be right in the world? <laughs> we'll find out. Thank you for listening to Civilized Barking. Post game edition will be there for you Friday morning when you wake up.